everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Dating But Nothing series with Gary and Natasha. Natasha, what up? What's going on, Gary? How are you? Doing well. I'm doing well. How about you? Doing pretty good. It's hot as shit out here. <laughs> it was like hot and muggy yesterday. I didn't want to be outside. Just disgusting. I actually miss the mugginess. Like this is the desert, right? Yeah, so, so it's you're like, dry. Just dry. Like some you'll be sweating and you don't even realize it because it's just it's crazy. Wow. Um, and it's been I think today was like one oh four. Oh wow. It's, yeah, it's it's a lot going on. But how you been? What you been up to? I've been good. I'm good. Um I went, let me see, this past weekend was a busy weekend. Took off Friday, went fishing with my son. Uh, Saturday, we went, like, on Facebook a couple, like, maybe a month ago, somebody posted up, up something like places you should go travel to see waterfalls. Mm-hmm. And one of them was in Maryland, like, an hour away from me, called Kilgore Falls. Um, we okay. to, so me, my son, and um, my girl went out there and went to go see the waterfall and chilled in the water for a little bit. Um only thing that sucked though, it rained the night before. So the mm-hmm. water was like dark and um, it was pretty heavy because it was like coming mm-hmm. down real fast. But when he's about to leave, it started getting cleared up. Um, but that was nice. And then Sunday, we went to the beach. Oh, very nice. So yeah. it's like a water weekend, eh? Yep, yep, yep. Went out to the beach, um, spent the whole day out there. That was real fun. My son had a blast. We had a fun. Um, it's good to be outside. That's what I was about to say. It's just nice mm-hmm. to be outside. And then with what you're doing, you're still able to technically social distance Yeah. outside. They got, um, we did something similar. Which I do. Um, in terms of social distancing, we went camping. Oh. Um, and I mean, because I'm, I'm, I like to camp. I have not camped in years, probably since uh, military college. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoy it. And so I really wanted to do to camp out here because most of the camping sites are up north. So it's cooler. So like in the city, it's like, you know, 104. But when you go up north, it's literally like 15, 20 degrees cooler. Um, So we went up there, we got, you know, checked in at our campsite, uh, Easy Breezy Bay literally went all out. Like we had so much equipment, like just full, (laughs) full stove because it's a fire ban um, on most of the campsites. But we, we, um, we had a blast. I was looking for bears and I didn't see any. There's a bear roaming around here somewhere in the city. Are you serious? Yeah, in the city. It's the second time it came last year. I guess it's back again now. So, like in the in the place where where we go hike at, that's where it's usually at. So I'm not gonna hike (laughs) until they catch that. But (laughs) you better be careful then. This is called Arizona for a reason, right? So I was definitely looking for them, Uh, but I didn't find them. Yeah, it did kind of suck. I wanted to see something. But you don't want to end up like um, Leo in that one movie, The Revenant. Hey, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, shit. Sorry. um, As we are recording our podcast, I'm... I need to be slapped. I, I'm trimming my ends. Oh. And I, just, <laughs> I just cut a big fucking chunk out of my hair. Oh, wow. Fucking podcasting, talking about beers. So 
we camped um and we took the long way um there and back so we could see like a couple different sites and stuff up there there it's really really cool um and on the way back i'll tell you where we were going was like a two hour drive check this out on the way back there was a um brush fire Mm. and what should have ended up being a two hour trip took us like six hours to get home because we got detoured and then there was a detour on the detour because the fire went in the direction that the detour was taking you it crossed over closed off that road and so we ended up having to go a whole nother way um easy breezy bay drove the whole time though it was so nice I kept in company. I thought I was going to go to sleep, but I kept in company. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah. That sucks. It took six hours to get back home, though. Yeah, it did. It's like less than two hours, and it took us six. That happened. Rerouting, rerouting. Last year, I went to Virginia, and we drove out there. It was like a four-hour drive, but it took us six hours because there were so many accidents <laughs> on the way there. I mean, it's like yeah. I literally, we, we literally saw three accidents happen on the oh, way there. Um, yeah. Like it was every day. My son was the whole time. He was like one of those kids. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> I'm like, no. When we stop the car, we will be there. <laughs> Till then. Benadryl or Nyquil. Yeah. Get yeah. the job done. <laughs> You'll wake up when we get there. Yeah. No, I, I I love a good road trip though, and I mean he's a good company. He's a good company. Yeah, that's so good. So we are on episode. 45. Yes, four or five. Hello, mate. Yes, hello, mate. Hello, mate. Like my accent. <laughs> and we had an interview. Yes. With a dating coach. Um, hold on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Dating coach Trey. Yes. He was a hoot. <laughs> yes, it was very... Very fun conversation. Um, Y'all are going to love this one. Learned a lot. Our American listeners are going to love his accent. Yes, yes. And you can find his um, information on dating. His Instagram is the underscore first underscore date underscore fix. Um, That's his Instagram. So you can go on there and follow him as well if you want to or get get some information from him on dating as well. Yep, he has some really good tips and advice, guys. He's done a lot of studying on it. So check him out. Follow him um, on his social media. And make sure you like, comment, share. Uh, Let us know what you think of that interview. I had fun with him. As well. um, Don't forget, you can send us emails about your dates going good or bad. Um, You can send them to dbns at gmail.dbnspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can DM us at DBNS Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Perfect. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Dave Nothing Series with Gary and Natasha. Natasha, what's up? Hey, Gary. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We have a special guest today. We do. We do. Trey. And Trey. It's... Yes. Very excited for this one. <laughs> Me too, because he is a dating coach. Trey, how's it going? Not too bad. How are we doing this afternoon or evening? Depending. Oh, you guys are Eastern time. Good evening. Yeah. <laughs> what time is it where you are? 
Uh, I'm Mountain Standard time, so it's about seven o'clock right now. Oh, okay, is. I'm Mountain Standard too. I heard the accent, so I thought we were talking to the UK. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, interesting story. I'm actually from London, but I, I've been here for about five years. Okay. Okay. Do you like it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, the last six months have been <laughs> interesting to say the least, but the whole world is going through it. So it is, yeah. it is you know. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah, last yes. week. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. It's like the worst. If yeah. you don't mind me asking, what state are you in? I'm in Utah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you Mormon? No, no. I mean, no, nothing against Mormons. <laughs> I mean, I think they're great people, but uh, that is definitely not my bag. <laughs> Do not, don't be alarmed, Trey. This is like the literally least PC podcast you'll probably hear about. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good. Like, we've literally, out, like, <laughs> we've been banned from Christian Mingle because of Gary. <laughs> 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 oh my god I'm weak I'm weak yeah uh, so anyway you're not so Mormonism isn't your back but that's completely okay so tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do as a dating coach yeah for sure um so I've been in this game since 2018 um I'm currently working on my book about four years ago I got out of a pretty bad relationship we were just both done with it and when I got into the dating world I got ripped apart. I had no idea what I was doing, right? I'd been out of the game for so long. So I decided to release videos and quotations on a daily basis and write dating articles just to kind of help people out. And then people started sliding in my DMs and, and asking for advice. And I was more than happy to facilitate. And, you know, I've been doing this ever since. I think the dating world is kind of insane right now. Uh, <laughs> and I'm in a situation where I'm trying to make sure men and women don't get screwed over. Yeah. No, I hear that. Yeah, we, I hear that. On one of the last episodes, we talked about like what it's going to be like after this, the whole pandemic. If you met someone during the uh-huh. pandemic. Right, so. right. Definitely a lot of clothes coming off, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so being a dating coach, Trey, why don't you jump right in? What is What would you say is the most important advice that you give to people regarding pandemic dating? Ooh, that is a great question. So two things I usually say. I always say, start off with a couple of rounds of video chats. I don't think it's going to hurt anyone. And to be quite honest, you weed out a lot of people who aren't for real. You know, I've spoken to a lot of men and women who make video chat dates, and the guy or girl doesn't show up. So I'm like, this is great. Holy crap. Imagine if you traveled half an hour and they didn't show up. You know what I mean? This is a, this is a win, win, win. Yeah. Um, and I would say to people, look, if, if you can't wait, if you really need to see this person, I would suggest you get them to put a thermometer in their mouth, take their temperature. <laughs> and if you think it's worth risking it all, then go all out. You know what I mean? Love shouldn't wait. <laughs> it should. It definitely should. <laughs> okay. So then would you, my advice. So our last episode, I guess, was about pandemic dating or maybe the episode mm-hmm. before that. Okay. My advice is just to wait. Do you think that people can actually find 
love right now because I feel like a lot of people just aren't in a in a level headed, stable frame of mind dealing with the quarantine, being in the house 24 seven, like losing their jobs. I feel like a lot of people are just on bullshit. They just kind of need time fillers and filling voids. And my advice was, you know, have fun, but don't look for anything serious right now. Gary's take on it was like, no, you can find something of substance. So what's your take on, you know, trying to find love during this time? Okay. Uh, so I'm going to do a quote. In the midst of adversity lies opportunity, William Churchill. And essentially, you know, we're in adversity right now. And I think people might be meeting and conversing with people that they don't usually really give a chance, right? For example, uh-huh. I have a friend and she's actively seeing this person. She's going to his home and they've been dating for about two months now. And they only met each other about a month ago after four weeks of talking to each other. And she essentially would never have joined online dating, but she did it because of what you said. She was bored. She was just trying to pass time. She ended up falling in love with the guy, right? So I think that, you know. Is he in love too, though? Well, I haven't met him yet. So when I do, I'm going to shake his hand, look in his eyes and ask him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I think there's rich opportunity, but I agree with you. I don't think you should, you know, put too much emphasis on finding love, but I don't think you should say no to it either. Okay, that's fair. That's and, fair. And what would you say to people who are like skeptical of online dating, but but they don't go out the house? I mean, online dating, I, I never get why there's such a stigma of online dating, considering that the person who you meet online or face-to-face is going to have the exact same character. It's not going to change who they are. So if you are skeptical of online dating, I would say now is the best opportunity you have to actually test it because statistically, I looked this up about two weeks ago, they were saying that, you know, Bumble crashed two weeks ago because there were so many freaking people on it. Oh wow! So right now you have more people online than ever. So even if you are just looking to get your beak wet, now's the perfect time. <laughs> Not your beak wet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't, I should have maybe held that one back. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's good. It's good. I love it. Okay. So tell us a little bit about your uh, Instagram. Like it's really, I like it. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. You know, there's there's kind of a lot of corny people out there on Instagram asking you to buy their courses for 500 bucks. You know, go into their website, buy their course, get their free book, blah, 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 blah. Um, I really don't give a shit about that. For me, you know, like I said, I've, I, I know a lot of female friends, a lot of male friends who have been screwed over. And I know a lot of dating coaches that I'm only for women. I'm only for men. And I just feel like that us against them mentality doesn't bring people together it divides as we know in the last couple of days so i like to put my content out there to men and women and i try and have an unconscious bias mindset and i'm always asking my female friends for advice always because i can't talk on behalf of a woman but i can talk on behalf of a man and i know exactly the tricks sometimes that men like to to do and i've had some tricks pulled on me from a man's point of view so it's all about <laughs> warning people giving them advice and saying look who gives a fuck? Just be who you are and have at it. Hmm. Okay. So do you believe that people like you're, you're your friend? Do you think that that can like last, even though it was like a whole, like it was like a, 
y'all y'all met at the time of y'all lowest, basically, because y'all both were in the house quarantining. And, and, and when you and then the summer's about to hit, you about to see other people out now, less clothes, <laughs> things won't change. <laughs> no summer dresses, man. No summer dresses on the right body. Yes. Tell you what, you'll lose it all. A lot yes. of men have lost it all and risked it all. But um, I think that, you know, this like I said, the opportunity that people have if they haven't done it before, it opens up you know, windows of a different kind of relationship that they might not have had. I also think, yeah, it would be good if summer came and, you know, they said you have a vaccine and, and you can now go out in these streets because then it would be a test of how strong that relationship really is. So I honestly think it's 50-50 just because we've never really done something like this before. I don't yeah. have a lot of data to go off and the last mm-hmm. time we had a pandemic. So it really is up in the air. But I do think that, you know, dating's just going to be different now because you are going to see if this person's the real one when all of this stuff ends, you know? That's true. Yeah. That's very true. Definitely. I mean, and that's happening like with relationships because all I saw, I was reading an article about attorneys who are gearing up for all the divorce <laughs> papers that they're going to get after the pandemic is over because <laughs> couples who have been quarantined now realize they don't like each other. Uh, so I, I'm really curious, like if that's <laughs> happening for people who are married, like what is like what Gary's question what does that translate to for people who are dating or newly dating during the quarantine it's it's a scary time so uh, interesting statistic in Utah uh, domestic violence went up by 50% uh, in the first month of the uh, lockdown so to speak I think it was the whole month of April Damn. And I read that statistic and I was like, cool, blimey, who are these people dating or married to? You know what I mean? I've been yeah. with you for three weeks. You know what I mean? I can't stand you. You're going to give me that pimp slap. You know what I mean? So, I don't know I just, what it is, but when I think of Utah, I literally always think of just Mormons and Amish and, you know. I think of Bear being university. Like, like alcohol being half um half alcohol. That's all the guys about. Question why did you pick Utah when you came to America? So I didn't really pick it. You know, oh. it was I was in the last year of my MBA um and four weeks before it ended, we went to this like uh, essentially it was like a job fair. Right. So if you're in a top 10 percentile, you got to interview with all these companies. Um, and you know, there was T-Mobile, there was IBM, there was eBay, there was Intuit, there was Apple. And I interviewed with a few of them, essentially eBay and Intuit offered me a position. eBay was cheap. So I went into it <laughs> and they were like, yeah, you, you can have a, you know, two year contract and you can live in America. I was like, America, like the movies. Oh, <laughs> you know, so they said Utah and I was like, yeah, shit. I mean, if it's America, you know what I mean? I can surf, I can go to Hollywood. Yeah, I was wrong. I was wrong. Yes, you were. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Okay, Trey, let's let's dive into to some more some some deepness and some serious shit. So okay. you are a dating coach, and you said that uh-huh. this ultimately all transpired after a bad relationship. Yes. So, w- why do you feel as though you are now in a pr- in a position to give? Mm-hmm advice or coach someone on dating since your relationship failed? Yeah, that's a fantastic question, actually. I think, uh, you know, those who can't do teach. No, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. 
right. Yes. That's why this podcast came about. <laughs> no, so um, you know, after I, I I ended it with she who will not be named as as she's called now, um, <laughs> you know, I read two hundred and thirty three dating articles. I read fifty books about dating and relationships. I had focus groups at the local library for about uh, a year and a half. Your fucking heart, didn't she? (laughs) 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 No, I'm just sitting here because when me and Gary go on a date or someone dumps us, we just go on the podcast and talk about it. We have not read a fucking book about it at all. (laughs) No, I was I was fascinated, you know, because I mean, we went from her saying that she wants to have my kids and that we're soulmates to you know. Just being like, yo, we hate each other, man. We're not remotely compatible. And I was just like, what happens? How can you go from literally, you know, speaking to your parents on Skype, going to a parent's house, eating their food, doing all these amazing things, and then it's just over. And you're just like, holy shit, like what happened? Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm very fascinated with the, the paradigms and ideologies that surround monogamous relationships and dating and dating technology and all that stuff because the more we grow in this age of information, the more dating and relationships are constantly evolving. That's true. Okay. So what ultimately did happen? What caused the demise and give us the Trey Innes version, not textbook <laughs> version? I'm just going to give you the real version. I think that we were both, we just weren't too mature. We didn't understand what a good relationship really meant. You know, mm-hmm. I think I was very selfish with my time, with my career. Um, I don't think that I sounds realized. Like my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard sometimes when you're passionate yeah. about certain things. It's hard to kind of, you know, take that. I was stuff listening seriously. to another podcast the other day, and he said men love making money more than they love women. Oh man, Interesting. that's yeah. I mean, I don't know <laughs> if that's true, but I've always heard the paradigm that a man's worth is only as good as what he can provide. So when you're with someone, you're working hard, so you can make sure that you can always take care of them. But then in you trying to make sure you can always take care of them, you end up seeing less of them. And it's a whole paradoxical mess, you know? That's true. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. So let me ask you this. What would you say, you know, after the heartbreak, after all of your research, (laughs) what would you say is the biggest lesson that you have personally learned and implement about dating? That's a a fantastic question. I would really say, and this is going to sound like an abhorrent cliche, but I'm just going to put it out there. You really have to be okay with who you are. You have to own who you are. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to look in the mirror every single day and acknowledge what you see. I'm not perfect. I have a lot of things that I need to fix, but I'm working on it. I love what I see. And I hope that the person I'm with will be patient with the changes that I'm trying to do for myself and hopefully for the two of us. You know, you, you definitely have to take that into consideration. And most importantly, you have to look outside yourself. Like, I'm not all that, right? Like people who are dating, you ain't know that. Do you know what I'm saying? That I don't know, Trey. You ass. are very handsome. I like these glasses and the facial hair. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm being dumb. Um, but you know, it's just that the reality is, is that you really do have to look at inside, outside of yourself, and and try and be as empathetic as you can with the person you're with because you will never know how important someone is until they're gone. And a man's biggest regret will always be what could have been as opposed to what's come to pass. 
That's true. That's true. So with all these new single people coming out of this um, pandemic as a divorce, what would you, what what type of advice would you give them going into the dating world for the first time in five years? (laughs) Don't do it. That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to uh, quote Samuel Jackson from uh, Jurassic Park. Hold them to your butts. <laughs> you know, hold them to your butts. Because, you know, if you haven't been in a dating game for at least a year, you'll get ripped apart because things evolve on a yearly to six-month basis. Mm-hmm. Quicker than you know it. And you'll get hit upside the head, metaphorically speaking. So, you know, I would say throw yourself in there, but just be cautious. And, you know, you've got different kinds of people. You've got people who just want attention. You've got people who are just trying to smash. You've got people who just want to waste your time. You have people in relationships that aren't man or woman enough to tell you. And then you'll end up <laughs> dating them, not knowing they have a whole other person they're living with. Like it's, it's evolved to a place where there are no rules anymore, but you have to make your own rules if you want to survive. Hmm. That's true. Yeah, that I say true. if you're coming off of a divorce, <laughs> I go back to the advice that you just gave in terms of finding yourself in healing. <clears throat> I don't think that you realize people realize how big of an impact divorce or breakups have on them anytime in the immediate after it's over. It generally takes some time before you realize the impact that that ending had on your life. So I say take some time. I mean, because me and Gary both know, and I'm sure you do, Trey, like when you start dating right after a relationship, you you are wasting fucking time. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. You are wasting their time and they're wasting your time. It's not oh, going to be anything. I wasted so many people's time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and you know how you were just saying before, like, you know, Gary and I, we, we advocate for counseling so that you are in like that position where you're comfortable and okay with yourself. Um, so do we still do that, Gary? Do, um, the, yes, the better help. Yes. Yeah. Better help. We partnered with them to get some promos for counseling for people because you really do have to just pause. Like it's, it's all fun and games until you make someone hurt the same way you're hurting after that breakup. So to all these people who are getting beat up right now, when you, when it's over, just take some time and heal. Don't go into a relationship and then end up stabbing this new guy in his sleep because you're having flashbacks of the other guy, (laughs) you know, during the quarantine, just be single. I mean, yeah, but it could happen, right? You know, you have to just take some time after a breakup. PTSD. Yeah, yeah, you you are absolutely right. I think, you know, you really have to find out what you have to offer. You have to find out who you are. And, you know, if you can't wait, if you're out there just trying to get as much as you can, be very honest with that person. I always say to people, look, you're not that much of an asshole if you say from the get-go, look, I'm just trying to hook up, okay? Anything else is on you. So, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's a difference. Like, if, if a woman said to me, look, I'm just trying to have sex, you'd be like, oh, well, it's very brazen, but I appreciate, you know, the invitation, right? But <laughs> if someone doesn't say that and then they turn around and say, well, this is what I always wanted, then you'd be like, you wanker. You had all this time to tell me. So, <laughs> you know, absolutely take time to develop yourself, find out who you are. But if you can't wait and you can't hold your horses, then you need to be very clear with that person what your intentions are. 
Yeah. I saw a comedy skit. Um, it was this guy. It was a, some American guy. And he was just like, you know, if I go up to a girl in the bar and I'm like, you know, I want to smash. She's going to slap me in the face and walk away. But if I have a fucking British accent and I'm like, so. <laughs> and I'm talking about wanking and shagging behind the building. She's going to be like, oh, okay, let's go. So she knows that she's like, Landon so hard. He knows that she <laughs> Like you said, as long as you're communicating your intentions up front, it's okay. But that's very funny. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, you know. I, it's just communication is everything. Yeah, exactly. What's your What's your best pickup line, Trey? Uh, you know, there's two. If if I'm in the mood, right? There's two I usually use. One is. Oh my goodness! I'm I'm really sorry, and I say, "Oh, what are you sorry for?" Well, I was going to wear the same thing. Um, and, uh, <laughs> usually, that will either that will either get a chuckle or it will be like, "That's a lame, lame pickup line." I said, and then I just be like, "I know, I, I honestly, I'm not good at this." You know what I mean? Um, or I just be like, "Hello." I usually just say hello, and then I just pause and look directly in their eyes because I want them to know what time it is. But. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Gary, you're going to have to practice this accent. I, uh, black from the past. Hello. Hello. So, yeah, with with the pandemic, I haven't, you know, been been running any game, so to speak. And that's even to say if I ever had any, to be quite honest. I feel like any relationship or dating scenario I've had has literally just been luck of the draw, you know? Mm. Okay. I think Gary and I probably. I don't think we qualify or classify ourselves as dating coaches. Um, I think we qualify. I don't think we classify. Okay. Part, okay. We'll go with that. Um, <laughs> we literally just trial by error and just talk about all of the bullshit that we experience with online dating. Um, but we finally kind of got to a point where we took our own advice that we were giving people. <clears throat> and it was so funny because when we did, how we became as, you know, mature individuals and in relationships, it just changed. Like, yeah. it's like we literally we, went from being, what, what would we call Gary online bullies? Yes, yes. <laughs> if you look at our, if you look at our oh, Apple podcast, it's one of our things, but if you, um, it's like Jay-Z said, Hove did that, so hopefully you wanted to go through that. So we're telling our stories, so you won't mm-hmm. make the same mistakes that we made. Exactly. So you learn from our mistakes, so you want to go through the same thing. Yeah, and, and that's what it's about—just kind of passing it forward, you know. Yeah, especially if it's, like, if, it, if it's like new. Like anytime I like anytime I'm out now, and somebody to know I do a dating podcast, they start asking me tons of questions. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm not, like I'm not an expert, but I know things. Yeah. I get I know, that a I lot too, and I guess yeah. my main question is are you going to take the advice I give you? Because if not, then I'm not going to waste my time. I'm asked that often. Like a friend of mine, she, she went out to a bar Saturday night. And I told her, first of all, why would like, we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic and protesting. (laughs) Why would you go meet this online guy at a bar? Like, sorry. 
right a bar but then they go to the bar and there's just the stranger sitting at the bar who just kind of butts in on their first meet and greet and it's just like (laughs) if you really wanted to get to know this guy why would you let some random stranger in your like this guy literally was like a dating he pretended to be a dating coach she's drunk as shit but he's basically telling her this guy is not good enough for you he tells the guy she's out of your league like it's crazy and i'm like but what if he was an actual quality (laughs) guy mind you he wasn't because he ended up telling her that he wanted to smash and he only had 25 bucks. And I'm like, well, the going rate <laughs> 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 ass, The going rate for ass these days, like the minimum is $40. Like, what the fuck are you supposed to do with $25? That's why he said the bar, because you ain't ordering a whole meal at the bar. <laughs> oh, no, let's not discuss that, because uh, when he when he tried to pay and ran his card, it declined. Uh, so he ended up paying that $25 towards the bill she had to pay $40 on top of it and give him a ride home but he's talking about like he want to smash like you want to smash with a decline card and $25 like no you could have brought to your house and had a whole meal for $25 (laughs) well he lived with his brother (laughs) oh yeah how old is this guy Terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. Um, he's an adult. He's he's grown as fuck, but I don't remember how old. I mean, but I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this to his credit because these are the exact types of fuck boys that we talked about in previous podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like he he may truly truly be a quality guy, but when you don't have anything. <laughs> to offer like you got to stop trying to date you got to focus on getting your footing so that you can actually be the type of guy you know that a girl is going to want to take home and smash for $25 because she know next time it's going to be (laughs) $2,500 like I don't know so Trey um, what are the first couple questions that someone should ask someone when they're like online dating or meeting someone to get to know that twenty that twenty five dollars is in that pocket, or is there is that possible? Um, I I definitely think that's possible. You have to be very strategic about how you do it, right? So, for example, if someone has actually made an effort in their profile, you already know that this person is, you know, a quality person worth their salt. So you would turn around and say, "Oh, I see that you're a nurse practitioner. How long have you been doing that for?" And if she turns around and says, oh, I've been doing it for two years, you already know she's got herself covered. If you're a woman asking a gentleman and he doesn't have um, what he does, you say, hey, I noticed you didn't see your occupation. Do you work for yourself? Like give him a bit of a compliment. And if he turns around and he says, oh, no, I'm in between work, meaning he's jobless, then you know from the get-go, right? <laughs> yep. But, I mean, when I was going to university, I was dating women when I was broke, <laughs> With a capital K at the end, I'm telling you. And it, How did you swing that? Well, for the most part, we were both students. So it would just be like, look, you know, <laughs> let's just go to the park. You can meet my parents' dog. I'll bring him up. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk. And, you know, no offense in college. You talk for about half an hour. Then you're like, you want to watch Pirates of the Caribbean in my dorm? And then, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it, it's different then. But I honestly think women specifically women right because oftentimes some men will be misleading i think women need to be a lot more brazen when they ask these questions but it's all about your approach and delivery so it's about how you ask it not specifically about what you ask 
Okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like, like that. that. How do you yeah, normally yeah. tell women what you do for a living, Gary? You just really come out yeah. with it, give them like the company <laughs> name so they can sit outside the building? <laughs> no. So my job is, well, my old job was um, very in- interesting, especially being online dating. I dealt with a lot of online scam victims. I work in fraud at the bank. So I dealt with people who were being scammed by like the Nigerian princes and stuff like that. <laughs> so that was an easy icebreaker. Like, yeah, I deal with this. I deal with this. I've I heard this story before, that story. So yeah, like, so my job was pretty easy to say what I did. And people say you work for a bank. They think, okay, here's something together. Okay. Yeah. I mean, really, in, in my experience, you know, when it comes to women being attracted to men in the occupation they do, from what I've heard from other women and just the research I've done, it just really depends on how passionate and dedicated and consistent they are to their position. So, I mean, hell, you could have a guy that's a teacher that's only making, you know, 38 grand a year, but if he's dedicated and passionate, a woman's going to fall in love like that, as opposed to someone who says, yeah, you know, I work at a snowboarding place. It pays the bills. Like attraction goes ring like that. Yeah. So, uh, I think if you're enthusiastic about your job yeah. and sell it, then that that should do a little bit for you. Unless, yeah, uh, unless, unless no, like no knock at this profession, but unless you're a fry cook at McDonald's, it's not that much excitement <laughs> you can actually do. But two weeks ago. <laughs> A hundred percent. You remember that Dr. Dre album where they have the skit? They go, what happened to falling in love with a brother with a bus pass? Just because you <laughs> love the brother. You remember that? That's gone. That's gone, man. If I had a bus pass, no one's gone in the day. No. <laughs> no. Too many options yeah. out here. You can just swipe left or right nowadays and find someone new. So That's true. I, but it, I mean, there's too many apps out here for you to order a car. Why are we taking the bus? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, but bear in mind, bear in mind, when I first came here, I didn't have my American license, right? So, I mean, for the first two months, I had women coming over picking me up. I would oh. be in their car like, thanks for taking me out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but you got, that, you got the accent, so you can play that off. Like, I'm not from here, so... <laughs> Excuse me. Yep. I just add someone coming to my door. Hold that space. Okay. okay. Hey. You're the answer anyway. Sorry, I'm still on that uh, podcast. Edmund. My dog is nuts. You just see my shorts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm wearing jeans, I promise. No, I got Sorry, shorts on saying? too. Um, we don't say nothing, but... Um, we I still have s- pajamas on, so it doesn't yeah. even matter. Um, we only got six minutes left, so we can go ahead and end it here if you want. This is going to cut us off in six minutes. Okay, well, before we end it, um, Trey, why don't you go ahead and plug yourself um, just so our, our listeners can follow you as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, my word. I haven't plugged myself. Okay, yes, yes. It's Trey with The First Date Fix. At The First Date Fix on Instagram, thefirstdatefix.com. Just type in The uh, First Date Fix on YouTube, and you can get your uh, weekly videos of, of dating tips. And if you have any questions or if you want any personal coaching, just slide in my DM, 
and I'll be happy to do it for you. <laughs> you can get in trouble telling people to lie in your DMs, especially on this, pod, especially yeah. on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's, uh, if those DMs could talk, call Brian, you got a bet. Yeah, stories for another time. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, we really appreciate you coming on, take your time out, coming on to the podcast, talk to our listeners and talk to us and give us some great advice. Um, wish you the best of luck. And if you want to come back on after you write your book, the plug definitely. there too, you definitely can. Yeah, absolutely. Been a good interview. Absolutely. Yeah, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for giving me some time this evening. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. well, thank you right. and, and enjoy the rest of your night. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And as always, thank y'all so much for listening to another episode of Dating But Nothing Serious with Gary and Natasha. Natasha and Gary signing off. Ciao, ciao.